Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, am I a supernatural magnet or is grandma and grandpa looking out for me? This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to the program. And I'll make note of this right here so people aren't like, what the hell's going on? We are changing the format up a little bit of Real Ghost Stories Online after nearly 10 years uh, to bring you actually more content uh, than we have before, uh, but we're segmenting it out. So you can just jump to ghost story, to ghost story, to ghost story, uh, and we're going to be having episodes where it's uh, me and Carol, me and Todd, me and Harper, Carol and Kathy uh, uh, alone. Yes, Kathy will be joining us on the show as well. Uh, and it's going to be more in like 10, 15 minute segments, releasing uh, two of those to you a day and then a caller every day uh, and uh, just fresh content every day of the week. So it's not just like Monday through Wednesday and all that. You get more stuff uh, and uh, in in kind of bite sized nuggets, if you will. So that's uh, the only change. Same content, same people and, and more people and all that. So uh, we're excited about that here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. So you don't miss any of our stories. So this is interesting. Am I a supernatural magnet or is grandma and grandpa looking out for me? That's a question I think a lot of people have about uh, ghost things of, you know, is it me or is there something that is, you know, above and beyond watching? I think we all get like that, actually, that, well... I mean, people, obviously people are listening to this program because we all have a shared interest in paranormal things and ghosts and spirits and hauntings and all of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think we all feel like that. Is it just me? You yep. know, did anybody else feel that? And I think sometimes it is just people. And I think a lot of people don't want to admit that, though. I think a lot of times it's very much, oh, it's the house. It's the, it, When you were here, when you were visiting uh, a couple of weeks ago. There was some weirdness going on. And then you left. I and know. Nothing happened again. Really? Yeah. I had nothing. Like can I you share, were can I share what happened? Yeah, go ahead. So um Tony's got a good sized house. So um how what do you have? Three bedrooms, four bedrooms in there? Yeah. And so he's on one side of the house. Harper's spare bed. Oh yeah, there is one on the, the bottom level. So on the other side of the house, Harper's room, spare bedroom, spare bedroom. So I'm on the other side of the house next to Harper's room. And sound asleep, um, probably five in the morning. It was dark still. I heard someone literally outside my door say, sing kind of like, oh, like I thought it was Harper trying to mess with me. Like she's trying to sound like a ghost Ooh, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So then a little bit later, I fall back to sleep and I think that's Harper. That was weird. She's just trying to scare me. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, fall back to sleep, happens again. And then probably about eight o'clock, it happened again. So eight o'clock, I'm like, Harbor, come on, girls mm-hmm. just trying to sleep. So I told you, she was still in bed when I got up. So I, t- I told you, yeah, Harbor's messing with me last night. Like, that's how real it was. Yeah. And I, and so, I'm like, if she's doing it at five in the morning, I didn't want to be like, get up and talk. It's five in the morning. It's like, go back to bed again. <laughs> exactly. So, but by the third time, I thought it was weird. But I mean, I thought it was weird that a 10 year old would be up that many times just trying to spook out. And she's not. When she's out, Aunt she Carol. is out. She's yeah. out. Yeah. So you told me, well, that's really weird for her to even get up at that time. Yeah. She's, sleeps really well. So then um, you obviously said something to her. Then I said, unbeknownst that you had said something. 
And I said, so what's up with you messing with me last night? She goes, what are you talking about? Dad said something about that too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, you were like, woo, outside my window or outside the door. Like, and it was coming like somebody is right outside the door. Mm -hmm. She's like, Carol, I was sound asleep. (laughs) Nothing happened. Then after that, I'm like, you guys have three dogs in the house. Can I please have one? So I got to sleep with a dog (laughs) the other night. Mm -hmm. And then... I think it was the next night, her and I had gone out the next day and we were talking and she goes, yeah, so like five in the morning, somebody knocked on my door. And she said, I thought it was really weird. And and there's a hall light, like they leave, you leave the bathroom light or something. Yeah. Or at least when I was there, there was a light on. And she looked under the door and she goes, she didn't see any feet there. And she's like, what? And she goes, nobody was there. Carol brings the demons. I wouldn't say demons. It was more like, I'm effing with you. I think it's demons. I think it's demons. Uh, I mean, really, there's no other. We blessed the house the moment you left. We walked around with sage (laughs) and. Aunt Carol is gone. Oh my God. We put salt in front of doors (laughs) and everything. We, we even, we slaughtered a goat and and, uh, painted the blood on top of our uh, door Uh, frame. Slaughter a goat. That's what my dad used to Uh, call me when I was a kid. That's just sad. Yeah. Your dad called you slaughter a goat? (laughs) Just goat. That's a weird one. sweet now is as I'm an adult that my dad was so ahead of his time calling me greatest of all time when I was just a child. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Kind of sweet. Oh, I'm glad we got that uh, established. Next time you're sleeping in a tent. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. And the tent's going to be saged and there's going to be a big circle around it um, with a pentagram that the tent's going to be in the center of and all that stuff can stay there. I will sleep so well. It'll be great. Uh, This story says I'm 17 years old now and I'm pretty much the only one in my family who believes in the supernatural. My parents and everyone else keep telling me that it's just nonsense, but I know that's not the truth. I've had several experiences throughout my life and I thought I'd tell you about them. I'm from Sweden. My dad grew up in a village up north. The summer house we've been there is sort of in the countryside and it was built somewhere between the 1920s and 1930s. My grandparents raised my dad and his brothers there. My grandpa passed away before I was ever born, so I don't remember him, although I was very close to my grams and apparently I was her favorite grandchild, probably because I'm the youngest cousin. She died in 97, and I remember how upset I was about it. But since I was young, I got over it quite soon. A couple of years later, I was around 10 or 11 during one Easter holiday when my dad and I were having lunch downstairs in the kitchen. Something strange happened. I suddenly heard a person laughing and immediately looked at my dad, since the two of us were the only ones in the house, and asked, What's so funny? My dad gave me a strange look and replied, I thought you were the one laughing. My dad's the type of person who always has a good joke in store, but there was something about the look on his face that freaked me out. We never heard the laugh again. Although when I think about it now afterwards, I think it was Graham's laughing at us. The second experience was in that house. It was the summer when I was around 13 or 14 years old. I was in the upstairs attic, which was turned into a bedroom. I was sitting on the bed drawing. My dad and the others were outside working. I was lost in my thought, but snapped out of them when I heard our old cuckoo clock making noises. This was a clock that hadn't worked in decades. It went on for about a minute or two, and then it stopped. Feeling myself getting scared, I ran outside as fast as I could. Since then, I've had a few other 
experiences every now and then. So just a TV switching on, channels on its own, rocking chairs, rocking when empty, and I've heard footsteps walking up and down throughout the rooms when I've been alone. I know it's either my grams or my grandpa, and that makes me less scared. It's actually sort of comforting knowing that they're around us, looking after us. When I was 13, my dad and I moved to Africa, or more specifically, Nambia, where we lived for two and a half years because of his work. We lived in a large house, roughly around 300 meters square, and if I'm not mistaken, and since I was home from school earlier than my dad was home from work, I was often alone between 3.30 or 5 since our maid left around 3. During one of these occasions, I was in the TV area zapping through the channels. Our dog Mickey was lying on the couch with me when he suddenly jumped off the couch and started barking aggressively at something in front of him. But there was nothing there. He then ran downstairs to the front door and started barking again. But then after a while, he walked back to me but kept looking behind him as if something was there. When I was 15, I moved back to Sweden, but I moved in with my eldest uncle and aunt in a town up north because my dad was still in Nambia. I didn't want to live in Stockholm with my mom. First couple of months I lived there, everything went as normal. Never heard or saw anything, but that was soon about to change. Started one night when my aunt and uncle were taking French lessons and I was home alone for about two hours. I was in the living room on the phone with a friend when I heard footsteps walking upstairs into the hallway, to the living room where I was sitting, into the kitchen, and then disappeared without a trace. Guess how high my pulse was running. The other thing happened when my two friends, let's call them Sally and Hannah, were sleeping over. We were in the basement because the temperature there was a lot more comfortable than upstairs. Sally had fallen fast asleep, but Hannah and I were still talking. We locked the door and all the windows and made sure we were the only ones there, but apparently we'd been wrong. At 11 p.m., I heard someone running fast upstairs, and the next morning I knew the knives and forks in the kitchen and drawers were scrambling loudly, and Hannah and I were scared out of our wits. During another time when Hannah was at my place, we were sleeping upstairs in a room with the door closed. It must have been sometime early in the morning, around 4 or 5, and both of us heard a door loudly slamming shut, but just once. Although all these experiences were frightening, there's one that tops them all. I've always had a slight fear of the dark and sleep with the lights on. I sleep in a room upstairs and my aunt and uncle have their bedroom downstairs and they always sleep with the door closed. I remember it clearly because that night I had a bad stomach ache, so I didn't sleep very well. Woke up around two or three in the morning and when I turned around, I saw a man by my bed. I was too shocked to be scared and thought I was dreaming, but realized I was very much awake, and I remember the man asking me if I had a stomachache. I replied that I did, and he bent forward, whispering something I couldn't hear. The next thing I knew, he was gone. I've never seen him since then, and I've never told my aunt and uncle about what I saw, because they would say it was my imagination or I was dreaming, but I knew what I saw. I don't think he wanted to harm me, but I don't understand why my aunt and uncle haven't felt or sensed these hauntings before. Am I a supernatural magnet? Thanks for taking the time to read these. Jasmine. Is she a supernatural magnet? Could be. I think so. If no one else is feeling it around you, uh, I don't know if you're just, you know, being a supernatural magnet would mean you're more sensitive. So either these things are there and other people who are just as sensitive as you would feel them, or they are directed towards you and you're able to feel them. Well, you know, and she does get confirmation of that, like when her friends are sleeping over and they heard things too. Mm -hmm. 
So I think, you know, she can rest assured that she's not crazy mm-hmm. because other people have heard things. But you know, the the footsteps walking, like that's that's just one of those sounds that you're used to in your house. Yep. So it's not weird. It's like, you know, a door opens or shuts, which would be weird in my house because I live alone. But it's really recognizable. So when it happens, you know, chances are like that one story, she's sitting on the bed drawing. And then here's things. Well, you're like off in your own little world. It's not like you're looking for things to call paranormal or you're not looking for haunting things. You're just in there drawing. And then you hear that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how you explain that. Because something walking down a hallway that or through a kitchen or knives and drawers opening and, you know, silverware, you that's a recognizable sound. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what is it? Exactly. Exactly. That is the question. And that's where you just, you don't know. And it just eats at you for the rest of your life until you write into a ghost podcast. And, and we, then you go, oh, holy shit. There's other people like this. And we give you all the answers and, and everything is just all right from there on out. <laughs> or, 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 or not at all. All right. That's going to wrap up uh, this story on the podcast. Be sure to press subscribe so you don't miss any ghost stories. Get commercial-free experiences by subscribing through Apple Podcasts or Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories, plus get access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. Until next time, for Carol and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. 